The Crow Show on Triple M with Sauce. Sauce, a left foot snap, and he gets his second goal. And Tomo. I've never played the game, okay, so you can clip me to buggers. Ah, happy Sunday morning to you, Adelaide. Great to have your company once again. The Crow's radio show with Sauce and Tomo. 208 games to his name, three-time showdown medalist Sam Jacobs. Hello, mate. Morning, Tomo. Fantastic to be back here again. Oh, ready to rock and roll. You look down at the show. Bloody Brett Burton's going to join yeah, us. How good's uh, that? Another number 24. Yeah. So he's, uh, when, I, when I first started, there was a lot of 24s getting around. I yes. thought it was for me, but I think it may have been because of Birdman. Yeah, so. okay. Very, very interesting. <laughs> also, young gun Paddy Parnell's going to join us, which is going to be brilliant. Yeah, he's a he's a good lad, Paddy. He's really uh, really popular within the boys as well, so it'd be good to speak to him. He's fitted in nicely, hasn't he, since he's jumped in the AFL system? Yeah, he has. We'll, stri- have to, we'll have to ask him about playing on Jack Ginnivan last week yes. as well. As, uh, there looked to be a little bit of few fiery clashes there. Yeah, there's a bit going on, absolutely. Paddy Parnell joins us right now, a uh, emerging young star for the Adelaide Football Club. Paddy, you got us. Hey, boys. How you going? Oh, Good, mate. We're flying. A, uh, a big congratulations to you, mate. I think you fitted in nicely into the AFL system. You've uh, strung a couple of games together and you're doing a bloody good job. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's obviously um, nice to get, get my crack at the AFL and to, to now string six or seven together um, in a row. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Let's let's go back to the draft, Paddy. You're you're a country boy from Albury. Um, it obviously, and then the, the mid-season draft. Um, it all I imagine it all happened pretty quickly. Yeah, it did. Yeah, obviously missed out in the draft when I was 18, and then um, was working working an office job um, for the first six months of 2021, and then to to get my chance last year um, was pretty exciting. Obviously, dreamed of playing footy since I can remember. So um, for the Crows to give me a chance uh, mid-year last year, um, yeah, it was pretty exciting. Did you do? You, did you have? Have you been to Adelaide much before? Did you follow the Crows? Who, who who was your team, and did you know much about the city of Adelaide? Nah, so I'd never um, never been to Adelaide before. Before I was picked up, um, I was drafted on the Wednesday night, and then I was here on Thursday for the first time. Um, and nah, I hadn't really followed the Crows a whole heap. I was a massive Richmond fan growing up. Um, so obviously, twenty seventeen was <laughs> pretty exciting for me, and then uh, twenty nineteen as well. So yeah. Paddy, we saw you last week playing against the Collingwood Football Club, mate, and uh, a couple of little one-on-one stashes with uh, probably the talk of the town at the moment, Jack Givenen. How did all that play out, please? Yeah, um, obviously he's a pretty good player, only in his second year of footy, I think, and I think he's kicked more than 30 goals already. Mm, so yeah. um, obviously a pretty talented player, and yeah, there's been a lot of talk around um, him, I suppose, with the um, head-high tackle, and um, yeah, he's a pretty good player, and um, yeah, it was pretty exciting getting an opportunity on him, and I think I held my own. So yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Bloody no, I, I admired the way you played, mate. I thought you did a did a fantastic job, and he certainly didn't have anything easy throughout the day. Uh, now off field, mate, um, talk us about uh, some of your passions. Now I hear you've got a digital horse with a couple of the boys, no and way. and how's that running? Can't be true. Uh, yeah, so we bought uh, last year when we were over in Melbourne in the hub for a few weeks. We bought um, a horse with Ethereum, <laughs> so you you race it online so um that kept us busy during the hub and then um yeah i'm doing a bit of uni outside of footy as well so i'm studying uh bachelor of sports media so hopefully i'm um, looking to get into sort of um sports journalism maybe post footy and uh patty they tell me you don't mind the dish lickers as well mate the greyhound game what's the story there uh yeah so uh earlier this year me and a few boys uh put in a bit of money and bought a greyhound. Um, it's had a few starts, won a few early, but um, like it. was in- injured recently and mm. um, hasn't um, lived up to, to its heights. <laughs> 
just got yourself a pet there now, have you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And mate, you, you 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 love your sports. You obviously cricket, and golf, and all that. Growing up in Albury, I, I imagine where you tried your hand a lot of sports. Yeah, I was um, growing up. I tried to handle a lot of things: athletics, um, tennis, cricket. Um, I, was, I loved my cricket. Played up until I was about sixteen or seventeen, awesome. but sort of um, had to pick between um, footy or cricket, and wanted to play footy. And yeah, play a little bit, bit of golf as well. Um, a day off during the week, usually having try and have a hit with a few of the boys, which is nice. What sort of uh, what sort of cricketer were you? Oh. Uh, bold, uh, medium paces and bat a little bit, so a bit of an all round. Yeah, nice, nice. Mate, when we asked that question off here, you said utterly talented. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Paddy, thanks so much for jumping on board uh, the Crows Radio Show, mate. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. No worries. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Cheers, Paddy. Special treat for a Sunday morning. 132 games to his name. Anzac Day medalist as well. Paul Seedsman joins us. G'day, Seed. How are you, mate? Good, mate, yourself? Ah, mate, we're going all right. And, uh, mate, this is a, a bit of a show that we like to delve a little bit deeper from more of the off-field stuff. So we'd love to um, hear about your story about how you got drafted. Obviously, you went to Collingwood and then made your way over here to the City of Churches. But how did all that play out? Yeah, mate, I, I, uh, I got drafted from the um, school system. So I was playing uh, school footy for uh, Caulfield Grammar um, in the APS. And, um, yeah, just got spotted there. So... I was fortunate enough um, for my parents to send me to, to that school because if I didn't uh, go into that system, I wouldn't have the exposure and I'd probably just be playing for the local footy club down at Roval. Yeah. Um, now, Cedo, you won the Anzac medal now. We're, it's obviously a Crows radio show here, but that's a very big thing, the Huge. Anzac medal. Uh, what was it like? What's it like playing in those games? And uh, obviously, you just had one of those days. Yeah, mate. Yeah, it's, it's a cracking day. It's probably still... Um, yeah, I played in grand final and stuff, and obviously we didn't win at Source, but... Um, yeah. That was a good experience, but the the Anzac Day game still sits probably top of the list. You know, I, I love showdowns and everything, but I'm, uh, you know, I, I don't mind um, history, and you know, I'm fascinated um, by war, you know, and yeah. the World War One and two and everything like that. So to be able to play on that day and, you know, just the feeling of uh, standing out there in front of ninety odd thousand people and, you know, it's just silence. That, um, you know, it you sort of you just get tingles down the spine and. Um, yeah, I just had one of those days. Was able to play well, and um, yeah, fortunate enough to have won the medal. Now, yeah, it is. It's certainly one of those games that everyone envies around the league. But Cedo, the real reason we got you on, we want to uh, have a look back in time. So we always have a look at uh, something that happened last week. We had a look at Joshy Jenkins' um, uh, goal on the siren, siren gate, siren gate. But this week we want to <laughs> delve into the uh, the barrel you kicked at the SCG. Obviously, uh, playing the Swans yesterday. So we'll plug go to the audio. Big opening term. Let's have a look. The barrel. Going, going, going all! Going all the way! What a way to finish the opening turn. Always a half a chance and turned into the full Monty. Cedo, you absolutely flushed that, mate. That's against Sydney, yeah? Yeah, mate, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but the SCG, I, I, from memory, we won that game. We I did. just come back. I just had finger, I, I had surgery on my finger, so I missed the, the first game. So it was nice to get back in and uh, be able to do something. Oh, I love it, mate. Now, Cedo, what's going on off-field, mate? You're uh, still cruising along. Are you, uh, you married late last year? All that's going swimmingly, I take it? <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah, going all well. Um, knocked over the seven months. Or about to knock over <laughs> seven months, so um, yeah, no, everything's going well. Um, yeah, we, we're just uh, plotting along, um, building a house at the moment that will hopefully get 
finished Hang by on. the end of this year. Oh, uh, perfect. So, yeah, look to move move down, back down the bay side um, at the back end of this year. But as everyone knows at the moment, the building industry is a little bit uh, funny and things yep. are taking time. Ah, for sure, mate. Hey, we're just about to touch base on the, the head-high contact stuff. I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. Obviously, the AFL's come out this week and have uh, made pretty some pretty bold statements. What's your thoughts on the whole saga? I actually haven't seen the statements, but um, I had this conversation with a mate the other day. I always thought if you ducked into a tackle, it was play on anyway. So <laughs> um, that was my that was my um, interpretations of the rule. Um, but yeah, obviously, it's paramount to look after after the head. And yep. um, yeah, I'm, unfortunately, I've been going through it the past seven months. But yeah, I wouldn't want anyone else to go through it. So. Um, you know, it can't be a bad thing in, in looking after um, players' welfare. Yep. Now, before we let you go, mate, I must ask, how's the golf game going? Um, oh, pretty pretty stagnant at the moment. I think I'm playing off about 11 or 12. Ooh. So um, Poor you. Yeah, got, yeah. <laughs> it's still pretty handy. <laughs> God forbid. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, so I'd like to get in back into the singles. I touched there a couple of years ago, but haven't been able to play enough golf the last couple of years. So maybe post-footy we'll get back down there. I love your stuff, Seed. Thank you so much for jumping on board the Crows Radio Show, mate. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Appreciate it, guys. You too. Time to talk about what everyone's talking about now, Saucy, is the the head-high saga, mate. It's uh, come out throughout the week, and the AFL have tried to come out and stamp it out, really, about the players that are initiating contact with the opposing players. I'd like to hear your thoughts on it, please. Yeah, I think it's it's something that's always been... um, Not admired, but you can acknowledge guys that have, have, you know been very good at it they've, mm. they've sort of made it a bit of an art form is 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 creating the contact but um and you know the, the names you know joel Selwood, who's done it for a long time and you know you could never question his um his toughness no. so but he's found a way to to i guess exploit the rule and um he, he's done it really well so um but now i guess it's starting to become a bit of a thing isn't it so the players it's gone from one three five now that you see a lot of guys trying to do it um, and I guess my uh, my main issue with it, I guess, is is it where it sits with the concussion spot. I think as a game, we're making massive um, massive changes yep. to to make sure we're making the game more safer and um, you know for players. And and I guess the the second part of that is the flow on that it has to lower levels. I mean, you play a lot of local footy as well, and yep. you know when you see kids trying to do it at training and and games and all that sort of stuff, you know you probably need to stamp it out. So. For me, I think yeah, my my number one thing is just the safety because these guys are, are doing it. They get very good at it, but you know, if we're trying to stamp out concussion, we want guys to to be um, available and safe. Then I think it's best uh, best we stamp it out straight away to to you know almost protect them from themselves. I tell you what, the umpires would want to be after a fair bit more cash yeah. because you know, and we've seen it already this weekend. The, the it, it is just getting so much harder for them to umpire this game. It is it's quite staggering, really, because you know this is getting brought into it. It's been going around for years, this stuff. Yeah, you know, Fly McRae dropped last week that uh, when he was at Glenelg. Yeah. You know, he's now the current coach of the Collingwood Football Club. Yep. When he was at Glenelg, Mark Williams told him in 1993, you're a shorter bloke. Yeah. Dropped down a little bit more. It's a, it's hard to tackle. And as a big bloke, you'd, you'd know that more than anyone else. Oh, thought. absolutely. And, and and I'm happy to acknowledge, like, it's a, well, well done to the people that have been able to do it. Mm. But I think now it's probably the time The time has come where we need to put something in place to, to, to stop them from, from everyone doing it, really, because... Yeah. The amount of time, you know, and you know what it's like in, in the AFL system, you know, when when players and coaches can sort of smell a bit of a loophole, they have to change it, you know, like standing the market, something that's been so simple over time, 
But players, you know, were able to work the mark a lot and really slow the game down, which then obviously impacted scoring. And this is another thing where, you know, well done to the players that are going to do it. But um, I think, uh, yeah, let's look after their safety and let's let's look after the impact it has on kids as well. And you play devil's advocate with it as well, with another rule change into the yeah. AFL. You know, the, we're nominating Ruckman, we're standing. Yeah. All this stuff is going to get exploited one way or the other. That's by right. Players are smart enough and coaches are even smarter. And our game's just so unique as well. Mm. Like, there's so many, uh, so many changes the game evolves and all that sort of stuff. So yes, like people say, oh, you know, soccer never changed their rules. Yeah. But the soccer game compared to Aussie rules is they're two completely different games. And Aussie rules is obviously a very complex game, mm. and a lot of, there's a lot of definitions and grey areas that come into our rules. So um, it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens at the start of the 2023 season. Yeah, because, to see like, if they do make a change. Well, because they can't change it now. I think you know w- whether it's being play on when yep. you've you initiate the contact play on isn't a very. Yeah. It's not a penalty at the moment. No, no, it's no. Where it, what comes into it if it turns into a holding the ball the other way. That's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah. So, it's an interesting one. It's uh, it's another thing that's just popped its head up. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to this conversation, this Saucy. Chat. Here he is. The Birdman joins us right now. Mark of the year. Oh, 2009, but should have had it every single bloody year, <laughs> in my opinion. Birdman, you got us. Hey, boys. How are we? Very well, mate. Mate, we're on top of the world. We might start with the high-flying stuff, mate. I'd, I'd usually should wait to the end of the interview, but i got to go straight into it, mate. When did you when did you kick start it, and when did you know you had the ability to take the massive hanger? Um, oh, look, I think it, uh, it was, you know, we started it at school. I think most people do, don't they? Yep. Most uh, young kids uh, love doing it at school. It used to be uh, marks up, you know, every Sesta lunchtime, and so I guess it was started to form from then, but... I was only quite a, a small fella uh, until I was about 19. I was five foot eight until I was 19, and so I didn't really get the license uh, when I was playing my junior footy <laughs> from coaches. They always get get front and square and you know from it. Um, <laughs> and then I was lucky enough to have a bit of a growth spurt uh, when I went from 19 to 20, and, and then playing centre forward uh, in the league team at Eagles, and that was when I uh, I guess got the, the license to do it. So it kind of come to come to the fore then. Uh, let's go back to the start, Birdman. You obviously grew up in Wyala, then came down and played for the Eagles, and then and then found your way to the Crows. How did that all sort of come about through that period? Yeah, so I, uh, yeah, my uh, mum and dad, uh, you know, decided uh, in 1987. My, I, I was t- uh, 10 years old. My, you know, my brother um, was uh, was 12. My, I got a twin sister as well. She was 10, but my brother was starting to travel to Adelaide a bit with, you know, different sports, with hockey and. Uh, uh, and footy and that, and so I, I think they just thought that uh, they give us the best opportunity with our sport and uh, education and moved to Adelaide. So, yeah, did that in 1987 and, um, yeah, just uh, came through the ranks at uh, Flinders Park and then into uh, the Eagles through my juniors and, and seniors. How do you look back on your time at the Crows? I mean, team-wise, you had a lot of success without, unfortunately, quite getting there, and obviously you, you battled a lot of injuries through that period as well, and having such a dynamic game, I guess that, that can affect, uh, affect your, sort of your mindset and all that. How did you go through that period um, team wise, obviously playing good footy, and then and then personally as well. Yeah, look, it was it was a great time to uh, you know to be at the Adelaide Crows. We had, had you know some some unbelievable players, you know, in terms of uh, we're not only uh, you know kind of uh, Adelaide Footy Club Hall of Fame, but uh, AFL Hall of Fame yeah. with, uh, with the guys like Rashudo and Goodwin and McLeod and Edwards and uh, and these kind of guys, and um, and so it was it was a great time, you know we. We did have a lot of success, uh, you know, but didn't quite get there. I think we lost three preliminary finals and was on the top of the ladder in, you know, in 05 and 06, but just couldn't couldn't quite get it done in those prelims. So um, I guess it was, 
you know, a little bit of disappointment not being able to get to the to the you know the final dance and, and get it done. But at the same time, you know, uh, really enjoyed the the consistency. I, I think I played twelve years, and I reckon we we made the finals probably nine times. So we we had did have some good times, uh, you know, during that period. Hey, Birdman. Speaking of Rupert, uh, my mail is you actually lived with him throughout your your playing career. How did that play out? Yeah, we uh, we shared a house for well a couple of hours for about five years. So uh, I, I originally moved in from uh, with him. I, I think it was in my uh, end of my first year of footy. I was you know kind of twenty one, and uh, and so moved in with with Rue, and then uh, and then he uh, he ended up selling. I ended up building a house, Fulham Gardens. So yes, we we shared a house for five years, and um, no, it was good. It was good to have that. Uh, obviously, it's awesome. No, you get good camaraderie yeah. with your with your mates, and um, you know you, it's easy living with um, someone that uh, you know plays a game because they understand you know what you got to eat and, uh, and how you got to live yep. life. So I certainly learned a lot uh, off of him during that period. So now, nowadays, Birdman, you're the, the wellbeing director for a leader. You've teamed up with Matty Waterwitz and, and Luke Darcy. Um, obviously, created a created a, a, a business that's uh, based around developing leaders, empowering leaders, and obviously focusing on wellbeing as well. It's obviously a real a real passion piece for you as well. But uh, it's all going well. Yeah, it's going well. Thanks, Sorsh. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's, uh, you know, my, my background, I guess, when I was, you know, uh, going to uni to, uh, while I was playing footy and, and uh, you know, post uh, playing was in high performance and, and I guess, de- essentially developing people. And, you know, so uh, yep. that, that's my passion piece is, uh, you know, how do you get the, bo- the most out of people physically, well, not only physically, but mentally, emotionally. And so when I moved on from the Crows, that was, uh, you know, I, I still wanted to do that. And so um, I didn't want to get back into sport because I, you know, it's funny how life works out. Yeah. We've moved on from from the from that job, but it's um, you know, you you uh, you land on your feet and um, you know, get time back with your family, as, as you know, you know, just retiring source. Yeah. Um, you get your weekends back, don't you? So I got five kids, and uh, and so love uh, love that um, I have the ability to be able to you know not work weekends and spend time with them. Um, but I still wanted to kind of follow my passion in developing people, and so. Uh, you know, uh, when when Das and uh, and Matty Waterwitz um, you know, uh, flagged the opportunity to be able to join their organisation and, and set up the wellbeing side of that uh, that business, I kind of jumped at it. How how has the pace of life changed? You mentioned it there, but you know, I think you know, off the top of my head, I'm I'm guessing you probably had 25, 30 years around about that in the AFL system, and then to obviously step away with it, it's it's obviously been a great time. But are you really enjoying you know what you're doing now? Obviously, with work and and your life work life balance as well. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, you know, it's, it's funny how life works out. When you know, when you, you you come out of the industry, and I guess no different to you know players, they they feel a bit of a, a void for a start because it's you know, it's uh, what you've done for a long time, and and obviously, as you said, twenty plus years is a is a long period of time. But I genuinely, you know, wouldn't change it for the world. I yeah. love what I'm doing now. You know, I, I talk to people. You know, I present uh, you know sometimes every day of the week to in, into organisations about uh, helping people to. To, to, with their their um, well-being, which you know, well-being, uh, the, the simplest definition is is feeling good and functioning effectively. So when you yeah. when you're helping people to be able to learn how to do that better every day, it's pretty fulfilling. So uh, you know, I often get that that question about you know, do you miss footy? And um, you know, I genuinely love my time in the industry, but I also you know, I impacted well at any point in time. You know, 45 staff uh, in that head of footy role, or that 45 players. But now it's literally you're reaching thousands of people, and, yep. and also kids in school. So, um, yeah, generally fulfilled in what I'm doing now. Just before we let you go, there, you're not totally lost to footy. You are, you are uh, helping your your son's team at uh, Henley Footy Club. 
Yeah, I am. Yeah, so uh, I've got two boys playing uh, playing at Henley. Uh, you know, one's in the under twelve, one's in the under eights, and so I, I have coached there for you know three years in in uh, my older boys' team, and, and this year I've just um, stepped back and just uh, assistant coaching in in uh, two of the teams, and you know play the role as runner, and uh, you know I guess now uh, being a, a business owner, it's uh, you know you're a lot busier during the week, so I'm um, just you know, chop in wherever I can, but. Uh, that's, I just love community sport. I mean, yeah. that's at the heart of it. That's what is sport there for. It's it's a, it's a vehicle to be able to develop our um our kids uh, and then develop uh, adults personally. So they learn so much out of uh, out of that those experiences and you know build their resilience and build their social networks and their and their character strength. So um yeah, I love it. It's um it's good fun. You're a jet bird man. Thanks so much for jumping on board the Crows Radio Show. Thanks, Thanks, Sauce. Cheers, uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. No worries, mate. Once again, Saucy, hell of a show. That was a great show, wasn't it? It's oh, nice man. to talk to Cedo about the big torpedo or the barrel. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, there's the envy of every kick. So, uh, no, another great show, mate. And as always, everyone get in touch on social platforms, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, yep. Instagram. Absolutely. Uh, and Crows Radio Show at afc.com.au. Perfect. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, South Australia, and I'll see you next week from 9 o'clock, Look forward to it, mate.